With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hawkeye fans, get ready. It's time for the Hawkeye Nation Radio Show, powered by the Polk County iClub on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM, KXNO. Welcome, Hawkeye fans, to the Radio Show, brought to you by the great folks at Reynolds and & Reynolds and the Polk County iClub. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. This is Joe Schmelka, president of the Polk County iClub. We're broadcasting tonight and uh, possibly most of the season, if not all of the season, here at the KXNO uh, studios. Uh, got a lot of good stuff going on. If you're a Hawkeye fan, we hope you're going to tune in every Thursday night from 7 to 8 right here on KXNO. Hawkeye fans all across Iowa, you can listen in, U.S., anywhere in the world, I guess, uh, Andrew, uh, through iHeartRadio app. That's so right. jump on there and listen to the show on Thursday nights. Tell your friends, your neighbors, anybody that's a Hawkeye fan, get on here and uh, check it out. And remember, HawkeyeNation.com is the premier website for Hawkeye fans. So go to that site, check out all the great articles, podcasts, videos, and interact with other Hawkeye fans uh, out there on the message boards. Like I said, my co-host for the 2020 season once again is the Andrew Downs. Great to have you hosting the show with me again this year, Andrew. Yeah, it's good to be here. It was it was fun last week to do this. Uh, you know, would, would it be nice to be coming in and talking about a win today, but we yeah. will certainly get that opportunity and... Uh, you know, would rather be out at the bar having a beer with with all the you know the, steak night. Yeah, steak night, and you know the the, the crowd <laughs> cheering and chanting, yes, and exactly. your wife doing trivia during the breaks, and, and all of that kind of stuff. It's always fun, but eh, we'll we'll make do with being here in studio. That's exactly what she said too. She's like, it's just it's just not the same. She goes, I want to be out with all the people and yeah. uh, Mama Buffelli and uh, Connor's parents out there leading all the cheers, and uh, here you know here we go. But anyway, hey, at least we got a football season. And uh, we hope it goes all the way through. We hope the Hawkeyes get eight games, nine games in, and uh, as normal as 2020 can be. We'll see what happens. Anyway, hey, everybody, this year uh, we've also got John Miller, founder of HawkeyeNation.com, and Joe Hugan. They're both going to be joining us uh, uh, on most of the shows this week or this season. So, anyway, let's jump right in and get John on board here and, uh, and, and see what's going on in his mind. John, how you doing tonight, buddy? Okay, guys, I just got a little hungry and sad for you at the same time. Uh, one, of, one of many things we've all lost this year. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, for sure. Uh, so a little damper, uh, you know, on the week. The Hawkeyes, I was talking to Andrew as I was coming up the elevator here, and, and you know, my thing is you just hate to lose a game that you should win and, and you feel like, you know, uh, when's the last time, John, that the Hawkeyes lost when they ran the ball for 195 yards, outgained them by almost 100 yards, et cetera, et cetera? You know, it just yeah, doesn't happen I, I very often. I think there's something like 45 and five in their last 50 games, and they run for 200 and 195. It's pretty close. I, mean, I remember the Marcus Coker game at Minnesota several years ago uh, that jumps to mind. But that's that's the thing that stings because you're averaging 5.4 yards per carry in a Big Ten yeah, game. Yeah. And it's been many years since Iowa's averaged five yards carry for a season. And not too many Big Ten games have they done that. And yet they threw the ball 39 times. And, you know, it, it's led me to wonder this week if, you know, and it's early in the season, and typically you get to play against a couple of uh, for sure wins, and you usually have a salty game against Iowa State before you get in the Big Ten play to, to try to establish what your identity is. And I think that Iowa, you know, is going to take some time to learn what the identity of this team is. Um, and I, I, I just think that they don't know what that is right now. Well, they got, you know, I listened to you guys' podcast on uh, Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was, and I thought you were dead on. I mean, this team – has got so many weapons and so many options. I mean, they got a great. I think I think Petra's really going to be a really good quarterback. Uh, we got a very good offensive line. Um, we got a ton of wide receivers. Uh, we got really good tight ends, and and it's almost like he's trying to 
give everybody an opportunity, kind of like you said, the basketball team. You got to give everybody a chance to take a shot, Andrew. Well, no, you don't. I mean, look at look at, look at Bell for uh, for Purdue. I mean, find your mess, your your mismatch, and and just keep hammering it. Just keep hitting it. And if that's running the ball, just run the ball down their throat. I don't care. I mean, you'd rather win ugly, you know, twenty to seventeen than lose. 24 20 or whatever you know so I, I agree with you john uh your best player is goodson i i don't understand you know why you don't get him the ball a little bit more maybe they're keying on him when he's in the game and maybe they don't key so much on sergeant when he's in the game there's 500 things going on there but you just can't fumble the ball and uh yeah that's the second time sergeant's done that uh, last year at the nebraska game too and and that uh that hurts penalties hurt but that's it, you know. That, that's that's football, right? Best team doesn't always win. Yeah, I think on Saturday, last Saturday, Iowa was the better football team than a um, a moreless Purdue and a Jeff Bromless Purdue and uh, a few other players. They were missing their starting running back as well, and I just think that that you know, if, if I was able to rebound like I believe they will, that loss is going to really stick in their craw, um, you know, this year. Because, you know, the season is fragile. We, we saw this week that Wisconsin's game against Nebraska has been canceled uh, due to COVID-19 and Wisconsin's anticipation that they were going to exceed the threshold, which apparently, you know, in my mind, that kind of sounds like a forfeit, but um, it's, it's a cancellation. And the winner of, uh, you know, to win your division, you have to play in at least six games. And Wisconsin could be without several players and their coach for next week against Purdue. Or if they can come back and play, um, they're going to have a you know their program shut down for seven days, so they might have a couple of days prep in advance to play to play that game. So, man, who knows what's going to happen this year? <laughs> it's it's just a whole other group of variables. It, right? it really is. It really, it's crazy. Yeah, and and as you as you said, it, it'll be interesting to see if Wisconsin can get back in time to get ready for Purdue. Uh, if not, I mean that's. That's a fourth of their season that they they will not have played three weeks in already. Uh, and, and as John, you mentioned the the six game threshold to get to the the conference championship game. Wisconsin certainly looked like the best team in the Big Ten West on Friday night when when Graham Mertz was. Uh, I saw somebody funny. He uh, Graham Mertz has had more COVID positive tests two than incompletions this season. One. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's as you said. This this is a fragile thing, and I, I predicted this, John, last week on this show that uh, I wasn't going to be able to have the perspective in the moment if Iowa was losing to <clears throat> Purdue. Uh, and I certainly didn't. And if you listen to my instant reaction podcast, you can uh, you can hear a lot of of emotion in there. But um, I think this week, uh, the events of this week have really kind of put that back into perspective. And and you've been saying this all along, John. And I think you've really been uh, kind of prescient in the, the way you've worded this or, or put this out. In that this is more of a of a developmental thing. It's more of a you know you don't want to call it an exhibition. Obviously, if I was able to turn this around and you know win a Big Ten West title and maybe even win a Big Ten championship. Championship, we will all count that as a, a legitimate Big Ten For championship. Sure. But this is a weird season, and there's just a and and there's a level to which we need to look at it as uh, we're lucky with what we get, and it's really more about building this team and the culture and the program for next season as much as it is as it is for anything this year. Yeah, I think that. To, I mean, again, I, I'm not here to tell people how to. I always really always used to cringe when I'd hear members of the media tell fans how they should or shouldn't act. You act how you want to act. But for me, I just, I'm really trying to take a look at this through the prism of perspective. And I'd like to think that most of us have had a healthy dose of perspective force fed to us the last seven months, given what's gone on in the world. And man, I, I was excited when they kicked that ball off last Saturday at yep. West Lafayette. Yep. I was disappointed and down when Iowa lost. I was frustrated internally, but I quickly reminded myself, like, John, you just watched an Iowa football game that you didn't think you were going to get a chance to see, and there's another one scheduled in just seven days. And I'm here for that this year. I'm here for the distraction from the world. I'm here for uh, the enjoyment of a, of a sport that I've loved watching since I was old enough to uh, speak 
And uh, that's not going to change for me. And I listened to a number of instant reactions. I mean, a guy leaves for 10 months, and now everybody's got an instant reaction <laughs> podcast. Was the first no, thing no, I noticed. No doubt. No and no then doubt. I was listening to every, you know, and I, I could hear that disappointment, and I could hear the frustrations. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, these things aren't as much fun as you all thought they were whenever you lose. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're, we're just talking and watching football, so try to enjoy it. What do you what do you think here? Uh, you know what what do you think about Northwestern game? What are your thoughts on that game? We're going to bounce back. It sounds like I, I agree with you. Uh, what do you think? A couple of the keys to victory are. Well, I, I think as much as anything, Northwestern is a even though Northwestern's had success against Iowa. Um, really, when you look at the Jeff Brom uh, era at Purdue, he probably has a higher percentage of success than Northwestern's had. Uh, against the Hawkeyes because of the way they scheme. Northwestern will try to spread Iowa out the same way Purdue did, but the Northwestern doesn't have a David Bell they're going to target 21 times. Northwestern's going to try to run the ball more. Iowa's going to be able to play uh, their 4-2-5 and maybe even flirt with some 4-3. And I think that Iowa's going to have, you know, a similar amount of success. Purdue only scored 24 points. And Iowa should have scored a lot more. And, you know, Purdue only gained, I mean, they gained, what was it, 386 yards in that game? So it wasn't like Purdue was lighting it up. The defense did its job. And I think they'll do the same on Saturday. Peyton Ramsey's a capable quarterback, transferred in from Indiana. He has an element with his legs that a lot of the Northwestern quarterbacks from the past have had. Um, but, you know, and, and I, Isaiah Bowser is still there carrying the football, and he's a big bruiser out of the mold that uh, Horvath was last week, but he, he's not as talented as Horvath, although Bowser's had, you know, triple-digit rushing totals against Iowa in the past. I, I just don't think – I think Northwestern's quality of playmaker is a notch below that of Purdue's, and I think that this might be – one of the most important games for the Iowa football program in decades um, this week. And I think Iowa gets a program win. And, you know, I'm, I'm going live tonight on my, you know, Hawkeye podcast broadcast, and I'll expand more on that because it's probably going to take me an hour to explain it. But I think it's, I think Saturday's game is incredibly important for the future of this program. I agree. That was one of the things I was going to ask you about, John. I mean, you got this lawsuit or potential lawsuit, you know, hanging out there and uh, th this is an important season in a weird way I think Andrew as well that we, we, we can't have this thing go down the tank we can't have a two and six season or something crazy <clears throat> like that it, it, momentum is a, is a crazy thing in, in a lot of different ways and big picture momentum um, we, we need to have a we need to have a reasonably successful t you know season this year and I think that's important for for a variety of reasons not notwithstanding the uh, uh, the, the potential lawsuit that's coming up. What are your thoughts on that, John? I think that if Iowa had a two and six season this year, that where most people were relatively healthy, given the type of talent that's on this team offensively, it would be catastrophic. Yeah. Uh, I think the national narrative would be uh, toxic. And I think that it would be very difficult to recover from that. And I could be wrong. That could be way over the top. It's just how I feel, and that's why I think Saturday, because um, you win Saturday, you're probably getting the two and one because Michigan State's next, and they are absolutely a wreck right now. Uh, you've got to win Saturday, or you're zero and two with as much offensive talent that you've had on one team. When you consider also the quality and depth of the offensive line that you've had in a decade that would be very difficult to not succumb to what that narrative is going to be. A big part of winning Saturday is going to be the play of, of Spencer Petrus and how he runs this offense. And, and he certainly didn't play poorly against Purdue, but he also didn't play great by any means. He, he missed some throws, uh, was certainly amped up for, for that game. And, and you could see there was a little just too much energy there. It'll be interesting uh, for Iowa to be at home with no fans uh, for his first home game. Uh, what did you see out of Spencer Petrus, John, um, in, in the loss that either made you think, hey, this is the right guy and we're going to be okay, or ooh, maybe we should be a little worried. I think he's going to be okay, and I'm not worried. I think it was just some mechanics. I, I think I was reminded again of one of my all-time favorite sports quotes by my all-time favorite baseball player, George Brett. 
when he said one time back in the 80s, sometimes you have to try a little easier. Um, you know, I think you can try to do too much. I think Spencer tried to do too much. And I think that he tried to do too much for two reasons. One, it's natural. It's your first start. You're amped up. You're a competitor. You want to go out there for your team. Number two, he's capable of doing everything he tried to do. He's capable of executing every throw he tried to make on Saturday. And he's done it repeatedly in practice. And I think that's why you're going to see a guy, you know, maybe get that elbow up a little bit more, have it more parallel to your shoulder pads and not dipping down towards your waist because when you do that, the ball tends to sail. Uh, working on footwork this week because when you get your feet set up underneath you, it's easier to get that elbow more uh, parallel with your shoulder pads. And I think, I think we'll see a more accurate player. I do, and, and I think that that's going to spell good things for Iowa. Yeah, I think we just got to clean some things up. You can't you can't have these turnovers, particularly in the red zone like that. Um, it seems like our kicking game is sound. I mean, I was I was yeah. impressed with the Australian like Taylor, is his name for the punter, and then uh, Duncan, you know, kicking field goals. We were fine there. We were solid there. Uh, I think I heard you guys talk about Smith Marset, and I I felt the same thing. He was, I don't know what his deal was. It was just like he just wasn't locked into the game or something. He was more worried about his attitude and. And just kind of, I don't know, acted strange. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. And uh, he, he did not have, you know, the best of games. And he and Petrus didn't, Petrus, they didn't seem to be, they just weren't on the same page. It, it, it was was my impression when the game was over. It was like, yeah, they, they missed each other right there. And and so they got to work on some things there. All right, what do you think the score is going to be, John? I think probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, 27 to 20, 27 to 17. Um, I, I think I was capable of hitting 40, but until I actually see it, um, we've talked about the weaponry that Iowa has for a number of months. Let's go actually see it first. But, you know, Iowa by 10, I think, is probably a safer bet than picking a score for me. And, you know, last week I, did, I was not confident that Iowa was going to win that game. You so I feel, I feel very confident about this one. Yep, I feel I feel a lot more confident about it too. I, I think they're both tough teams for us. Their coaches uh, just whatever get up for Iowa, but uh, I I think backs against the wall a little bit in this game, and I think we'll perform. I think we'll perform better. We're not going to have ten penalties two yeah. games in a row, and uh, uh, if Makai Sargent fumbles or Goodson fumbles, I'll be I'll be really surprised. So should be good. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate everything you got going on. Uh, take care of yourself down there, and uh, make sure everybody get on the HawkeyeNation.com website. Andrew and John have got a great podcast every week, and a lot of good, a lot of cool things going on there. So get out to the website and uh, check it out. All right, it's time for to take our first break. Hear from the great sponsors of the show. This is Sports Radio 1460 KXNO. Reynolds & Reynolds is a full-service, family-owned insurance agency in downtown Des Moines for over 30 years. Hi, I'm Stan W. Reynolds. Reynolds & Reynolds offers a full line of insurance products, including health, life, disability, 401k, property, and liability insurance. At Reynolds & Reynolds, we make sure our clients get the best attention, service, claims handling, and price. Please call Reynolds & Reynolds at 1-800-767-1724 to set up a free insurance consultation with one of our agents. Or look us up on the web at Reynolds-Reynolds.com. At Reynolds & Reynolds, Inc., no one works harder to manage your risks. John Miller here for The Roman Group. They're a public accounting firm in West Des Moines. They believe in the value of relationships and view each client like a partnership. The Roman Group believes their company's success is a result of their client's success. Services include tax accounting and business consulting. The Roman Group is locally owned and operated, providing services throughout the Midwest as well as nationally. Call The Roman Group at 515-278-4531. That's 515-278-4531. The Roman Group says, Go Hawks! Every day, FastSigns helps businesses like yours with their visual communications. We ask the right questions, recommend smart solutions, and help you build your business. Our knowledgeable consultants uncover your communication challenges and provide visible solutions. At FastSigns, we're innovators, planners, and designers. We're more than fast, more than signs, and we're more than ready to help. Contact FastSigns today. Call FastSigns and Clive at 224-1210 or visit FastSigns.com slash 42. 
Hey folks, John Miller here. It's a new football season, but Westside Appliance Repair is still doing fantastic work. When you have a washing machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, or any home appliance in need of repair, I highly recommend you call them. I've done so in the past. They took care of me. They have the best and most experienced service technicians in Central Iowa, and Westside's been serving Central Iowa homes for over 50 years. Give Westside a call, 515-276-8899. Westside Appliance, your home appliance repair. Do you own or manage a fleet of cars, trucks, or equipment? At Manchester Leasing Services, we partner with business owners and decision makers in the management of their ever-changing vehicle fleets. We work hand-in-hand with clients who are frustrated with the vehicle acquisition and disposal processes or who are in search of lower vehicle operating costs and a better overall service process, all to help them save time, improve their bottom line, and stay focused on their business. Call Manchester Leasing for all your fleet management and leasing needs. 515-446-7322 or Manchester ls.com again that's 515-446-7322 or manchesterls.com welcome back hawkeye fans to the hawkeye radio show hey it's joe schmucka president of the poke county eye club we're brought to you by the great people at the roman group jeff roman and his group local cpa firm here in west des moines he's my accountant he does a great job for me and he would uh he would do a great job for him so check him out that's roman with a v as i like to call him all the time Andrew, we were uh, just talking a little bit in the break here uh, about the Hawkeyes, and we'll kind of wrap uh, up with a quick segment here and, and talk about the Purdue game, and then uh, third segment we'll jump in and we'll talk more about uh, about Northwestern. But, uh, you know, a couple of things that were real differences from last year. Obviously, that defensive line is yeah. a lot different. I mean, there's <laughs> you just – miss Epinesa. Oh, man, there's just not a playmaker there right now. I was hoping that Goldston would step up and be a little more of a playmaker. Uh you know, John Wagner had their quarterback dead to rights, and it was almost like he was afraid to throw him down hard or something. And uh, so he kind of, I don't know, guy wormed away from him there. Uh, that would have been a really nice sack. Could have been a game changer. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like the defense made an interception there. Hankins made a nice interception. And uh, we made some plays here and there, uh, like we were talking uh, we had a sack there late in the game, yep. and and then he got him by the face mask, just barely, just and that barely. could have been that could have been a game changing really play right there. And instead, they went down and they and they scored a touchdown. So, sometime or another, somebody's got to step up and make a game changing play. And I feel like you know, offensively, we didn't. We only scored twenty points, and we're too good of a team to only score twenty points. And the defense played good enough. Yes. But when the game was on the line. We lacked that playmaker. We lacked an Epinesa coming in and making yeah. a big sack and, and, and finding a way to win that game. So and it, somebody's got to do that this they, week. They do it. You, you could kind of see this coming. I mean, all Hawkeye fans have kind of gotten used to this script where you let the team stay close enough yeah. to you know to be within one possession. They get the ball late in the game and kind of march down the field and are, are they're able to score where, where we were not able to score. And it gets frustrating. But you're right. The, the defense, for the most part, Played well, didn't play great, uh, didn't get much pressure, and lost David Bell a couple of oh. times, which is something you just can't do. But you held Purdue to 24 points. You had you know one of the best receivers in the Big Ten go off, and you still were in a, a position where you probably should have won that game. And so uh, the defense, I think, played well enough to win, even though there were there was still things to be desired, and yeah. there's still areas of improvement. Uh, but we've alluded to a couple of times just the 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 mistakes. The shooting yourself in the foot, you know, when a when a drive goes from third and two to third and seven because you have a false start, and all of a sudden now you can't just hand it off to Goodson and you know get those two yards. You're asking uh, Petrus to go out there and make a play, and the pressure got to him a couple of times, and and you know the, as you just mentioned that the face mask penalty, just little things like that that add up over and over and yeah. over again. Uh, the fumbles clearly were the the two big ones, uh, and the, the first fumble it's hard to put that on Goodson when you know <laughs> he, he gets hit by his own Barnard player. Him, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Um, Fluky. That, that was a fluke one. That sergeant fumble. He was running really well that drive, and so I, I don't have a problem with him being in there. Uh, but you just have to hold on to the ball, and as you said, that's become kind of an issue. With him, we've seen it a couple of times where he's fumbled. I think he fumbled early in that Michigan game last year too. And yep. um, there's, yep. there's just some big spots where he just um, he he hasn't been able to come through. Other than that, though, the running game looked very good, and and Goodson looked fantastic. Um, the way he was running 
early in that game. There's just there's a little more power there. There's a little more uh, kind of decisiveness early, and and he just goes. And when he does, he's hard to stop. He's great out of the backfield catching balls. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of really good games out of him, and, and we're going to really like him this season. And so there's just not a lot of things you can point at, Joe, and say this has to be fixed this week or we are in trouble, uh, other than just kind of the overarching mistakes, discipline, uh, crispness on offense, and, and just you know finding your, your identity a little bit more on defense I think is, is yeah. key. I mean, special teams played fine, like, like yeah. we talked about in the first segment. Um, our, our punter had a, had a nice game. Um, you know, field position, we played pretty darn well there. Uh, obviously, we got one of the best field goal kickers in the country. Yes. Um, we ran the ball well. Uh, Petrus had some problems early throwing the ball and maybe a little bit late. Seemed like it was a missed uh, pass interference call there at the end, but man, you can't you can't leave the game in the uh, in the officials' hands, right. all right? Um, and, and a few other things, but like you said, when anything glaring, it wasn't like we got run out of there. It was just we we just kept making a mistake here and making a mistake there, and then boom, a big mistake with the fumbles. And, uh, and there you go. So I'm optimistic about it. Um, I'm a little concerned. I guess if I have a concern, it's probably our linebackers. Yeah, for We're sure. We're lacking some depth there. It sounds like Campbell's got mononucleosis. Yep. And not sure how long he's going to be out for. Um, so you, 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 got some, you got some issues there, I think. But uh, all in all, got to tighten some things up. Got to play a little bit better. And, uh, and I think we get a win, and I think we can still have a very successful season. You know, it's too bad this Purdue game was the first one out of the gate because even even losing a game like this, uh, which w- would be disappointing no matter when it came in the season, and, and you would feel like you should have won that game no matter when it came in the season, but if you had a win or two under your belt, if you had beaten Northwestern or Michigan State before you got to this game, we'd all feel a lot differently about this yeah. right now. Uh, Purdue has had Iowa's number. Jeff Brom out-schemes Iowa. Uh, he has for four years now, and, and they've beaten Iowa three of those four years and it was a close game last season when Iowa pulled out the win and so it's it's just a it's a tough uh, matchup for Iowa for whatever reason hopefully they won't keep getting recruits like a David Bell and a Rondale Moore and, and we don't have to see those guys uh, for very much longer Horvath had a nice game as John Miller alluded to in, in the first segment um, and so you worry a little bit about some of those things uh, I think though well we will know I guess it's so hard. There's there's just no context, Joe. We didn't have any <laughs> non conference games. It. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so I, you know, when I was talking to a person who covers Northwestern this week, they're saying, you know, it's we don't know how bad Maryland is, and so there's just a lot of uh, we will know uh, when we, you and I get back together next Thursday here on KXNO. We will know whether or not these things that we saw in Game One uh, were fluky and were just kind of jitters, and you know, can, we can be chalked up to uh, a first game thing, or whether there are some trends or some things that we really need to kind of be worried about this season as we look ahead in, in the schedule. I think right now there's just no context to know any of that, and so it's natural to, to put a lot of uh, to go one way or the other, either glass half full and eh. You know, we can we can sweep a lot of that under the rug, or if you're more of a, of a negative person, be like, you know, we got some big issues that we have yeah. to clean up here. Yeah, I was glad to see Brent's uh, starting a cornerback. For I think sure. that was big. I yep. mean, he's a big physical kid, but once again, he hasn't played for a while, right? He didn't get spring practices. He it was out all last year. So nice to see him in there. Uh, Moss played uh, some on the other side. Hankins is obviously there. I thought Belton played a pretty good game. Um, he can obviously uh, bring the lumber. And, uh, you know, you know what you're going to get with corner, right? Yes. He's, he's going to play decent. But got to get a little bit better linebacker play. We always say that. And I think somebody's got to step up a little more on the defensive line and, uh, and make a play once in a while. Not all the time. We're not going to have a dominating. No. But somebody's got to come through and, and make a big play. Every once in a while, and I trust so, Phil Parker to, to kind of figure that out too. Yeah. You know, dial up different sorts of blitzes, different looks. Yep. Uh, he's he's such a good coach that you can believe he will have this team looking different on Saturday. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. And let's hope that offense can light it up. But you know, it'd be really so nice to just bust out. And <laughs> it really would get 30, 35, 40 points, like John said. And uh, I, I think we'd all feel a lot more relieved yes. in that situation, right? All right, hey everybody, it's time to take our second break here and hear from the great sponsors of our show. When we come back, we'll uh, break down the uh, Northwestern game a little bit and uh, give you some ideas on what we think the keys to a Hawkeye victory would be there, okay? Anyway, Sports Radio 
1460 KXNO. Reynolds and Reynolds is a full-service, family-owned insurance agency in downtown Des Moines for over 30 years. Hi, I'm Stan W. Reynolds. Reynolds and Reynolds offers a full line of insurance products, including health, life, disability, 401k, property, and liability insurance. At Reynolds and Reynolds, we make sure our clients get the best attention, service, claims handling, and price. Please call Reynolds and Reynolds at 1-800-767-1724 to set up a free insurance consultation with one of our agents. Or look us up on the web at Reynolds-Reynolds.com. At Reynolds and Reynolds, Inc., no one works harder to manage your risks. John Miller here for the Roman Group. They're a public accounting firm in West Des Moines. They believe in the value of relationships and view each client like a partnership. The Roman Group believes their company's success is a result of their client's success. Services include tax accounting and business consulting. The Roman Group is locally owned and operated, providing services throughout the Midwest as well as nationally. Call the Roman Group at 515-278-4531. That's 515-278-4531. The Roman Group says, Go Hawks! Every day, Fast Science helps businesses like yours with their visual communications. We ask the right questions, recommend smart solutions, and help you build your business. Our knowledgeable consultants uncover your communication challenges and provide visible solutions. At Fast Science, we're innovators, planners, and designers. We're more than fast, more than signs, and we're more than ready to help. Contact Fast Science today. Call Fast Signs and Clyde at 224-1210 or visit fastsigns.com slash 42. Hey folks, John Miller here. It's a new football season, but West Side Appliance Repair is still doing fantastic work. When you have a washing machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, or any home appliance in need of repair, I highly recommend you call them. I've done so in the past. They took care of me. They have the best and most experienced service technicians in Central Iowa, and West Side's been serving Central Iowa homes for over 50 years. Give West Side a call, 515-276-8899. West Side Appliance, your home appliance repair. Do you own or manage a fleet of cars, trucks, or equipment? At Manchester Leasing Services, we partner with business owners and decision makers in the management of their ever-changing vehicle fleets. We work hand-in-hand with clients who are frustrated with the vehicle acquisition and disposal processes or who are in search of lower vehicle operating costs and a better overall service process, all to help them save time, improve their bottom line, and stay focused on their business. Call Manchester Leasing for all your fleet management and leasing needs. 515-446-7322 or Manchester ls.com again that's 515-446-7322 or manchesterls.com welcome back hawkeye fans to the hawkeyenation.com radio show hey everybody it's joe schmelka president of the Pope county i club i'm here with andrew downs my co-host again this year and uh we are very excited to be talking about football finally in uh, late october big game coming up this weekend against northwestern kickoff is at 2 30 I think the game's on, uh, what is it, ESPN, Big Ten Network? I can't remember right now. I just up, yeah. looked at it before, and then I <laughs> and then I went ahead and I looked at, uh, at, at, uh, at the next game. So I always get those crazy things uh, confused at times. But, uh, uh, ESPN. ESPN. ESPN 230 game. Yep. ESPN 2.30, everybody. So there you go, Hawkeye fans. Going to be a great game. Should be a good environment. Uh, not going to be the same with uh, – 70,000 screaming Hawkeye fans and yeah. uh, those poor kids up in the uh, in the children's hospital won't have as many people uh, waving to them. But, you know, I don't think they care about the fans as much as they care about those players. So hopefully the players and, and everybody will be down there on the field waving and uh, that'll still be a very cool thing. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see that. See some cardboard cutouts in the stands. <laughs> that, that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. I do wonder um, and, you know, luckily for Petrus, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal for him or for some of the young guys. But uh, it was weird for me. You know, I've watched a lot of college football this year, but never a team that I was emotionally invested in like Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And when they showed the Purdue Stadium right before kickoff, it, it was different to me that it was empty. Uh, even though I'd seen other games in empty stadiums, it's going to be really weird to see Kinnick Stadium empty with the Hawkeyes down on the field playing a Big Ten game. And you wonder how strange that'll be for the players, especially some of the veteran guys who are used to, as you said, 70,000 roaring fans. I mean, Iowa has one of the best home field advantages, certainly in the Big Ten in, and in the country, I think, uh, with with just the proximity that the fans are to the sidelines and that new north end zone and kind of the way that bottles up the sound. You wonder um, if we'll see any sort of uh, – you know, 
slow start from Iowa because it's kind of a weird environment. And again, it was weird last week too, but yeah. but that's not your home stadium. That's not where you're used to hearing those fans and, and kind of having that feeling, uh, not hearing the IOWA chant, you know, yeah. ring through the stadium as, as they score. You wonder how that'll affect things. Uh, hopefully not on the field at all, but I wonder if, you know, maybe in some of the post-game stuff when, when they talk to the media, if they'll admit, yeah, there was some, there were some weird, weird things about that. I, I remember talking to Chuck Hartley. And and Chuck would say, you know, it's just tough to get fired up to go into Northwestern or go mm. to Indiana and play because you'd come out of Kinnick Stadium and be such an electric environment and packed and everybody's going crazy. And, and then you go on the road and some of the road games, you walk in there and there'd be, you know, maybe 30,000 fans, maybe not, maybe 20,000 fans in there. And it was quiet. Yeah. And he goes, honestly, he goes, sometimes we just didn't play well because it was hard to just get up for the game and get excited about it in that environment compared to to a Kinnick Stadium. So you hope not. Um, yeah, you, you, it, it's going to be different. There's no doubt about that. You're not going to have that same home field advantage in, in a lot of ways and different things. But, uh, you know, I, 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 my personal belief is I think the Hawkeyes are going to come back. I think they're going to play well. Of course, I'm optimistic as, as a Hawkeye fan. But like we said in the prior segment, there just wasn't anything that was glaring. We're not no. missing our quarterback. We've got a very good quarterback. We've got a very good offensive line. We've got very good wide receivers. We've got a very good tight end. I didn't think there was any big errors with the play calling. I mean, you know, some people alluded to the fact, well, we didn't run the ball enough. Okay. Yeah. I'll agree with that, but um, – I don't think that's why we lost. Sargent was, was down the field 10, 12, 15 yards when he fumbled. Yeah. I mean, we're in the red zone. We went right down there. Um Things were clicking. Things were working. We just, we just, the players didn't execute on, yep. on key situations on offense as well as defense. I mean, the guy came in, made a sack, grabbed the face mask, you know, just things like that. that you, you you can't do when you when you need to try and win a game. So, I don't see us having ten penalties this time. Wow. I, I hope we don't turn the ball over, you know, like we did there. Um, keep the keep the turnover uh, ratio even. Um, you know, create a turnover or two, um, play field position football. Uh, might not be the most exciting, might be a little boring, but, you know, just just uh, pound them a little bit more maybe yes. and and then uh, get them coming up, get those safeties moving up, and all of a sudden, boom, hit a big play over top. Something like that I think would be really, really good for us. Well, like you said earlier, uh, winning ugly is, is just as good as winning pretty, and if, if that's what Iowa has to do this week, then then so be it. I'll, I'll be happy to see that. You know, I, I, I will admit I felt better about this game before I saw Northwestern play Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. You know, because last year their offense was terrible. terrible. I mean – historically bad they couldn't do anything I don't know how many games it took for them to you know score 43 points or put up 500 yards but I, I bet it was I bet there was a three game span last season where they didn't hit those numbers in total and to have them do that in their first their first night now again as I said with no context uh, Maryland seems like a bad team, but how bad are they? We're, we're not sure. Did did Northwestern just run all over a bad team? I think probably so. That's probably more like it. Uh, I don't think we'll see a, a real prolific Northwestern offense coming to Kinnick Stadium Saturday afternoon, but I do think they're better than they were a year ago. Peyton Ramsey, oh, the, yeah. the grad transfer quarterback, looks comfortable in that offense. Uh, John Miller pointed out in our first segment, Isaiah Bowser is there, and anybody who is in, in Kinnick Stadium two years ago when Northwestern won the, the West Division title on our home turf knows that Isaiah Bowser was a big part of that. Him <laughs> kind of marching them down the field, kind of doing to us what we, we usually to do to other people, people right? Exactly. Getting those, you know, on third and two, you gain three yards and get a new set of downs, and then you do it again, you do it again, you just wear the other team down. Um, and so there are certainly some things I'm worried about this game, but really I think uh, this this game is more about Iowa than it is about Northwestern. And if Iowa can come out and play their game, eliminate some of those mistakes, uh, and and find out find some sort of rhythm offensively, I think regardless of how much Northwestern has improved, Iowa is a better team and will be a better team. And so you eliminate those penalties, you eliminate those fumbles, and uh, and I think I think this is more about how Iowa kind of corrects itself going into this week than it is about Northwestern. And and so in in that way, I feel pretty confident well you, you you've got a baseline you've got some real film to watch uh you've got some conditioning things that, that you saw how, how well who can play you know deep into the fourth quarter things like that uh you saw the errors that you made personally you know as yes. well as, as as a team and 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 you work to correct those things i think the coaches have you know got some real live film on some of these guys you know particularly the defensive line 
they haven't seen all those right. guys. I mean, you know, Mixon, they they know him, and uh, a couple of the defensive linemen, obviously Wagner, a few other people, you know. But but some of these other guys are are are, are fairly new, and and for them to come in and play, they they've got to get used to them and know what their capabilities are and what's happening. Um, once again, being down a linebacker too, I think that hurts because the linebackers that were down pretty athletic guys. And uh, obviously, we really, really need uh, some of that, a little bit more speed, I guess. You yes. Know? Um, I like Barrington Wade a lot. I think he's a great run stopper. Um, I'm not sure he's done much for me when I watch him out there in, uh, in pass protection. He did not have a good, uh, he did not have a good holiday bowl game. Um, I think they, uh, they, they switched out of that set pretty quick. And for whatever reason, you know, in this last game, I guess because Campbell wasn't there, but uh, uh, he was in there on that last drive. Yeah. And, he he looked lost. He did on that last play. I don't know if they were in the wrong coverage, whatever. But yeah, it's almost not even physical speed. It's like mental speed. It's like understanding yeah. the game and kind of understanding your role within that defense. I think those things will come. But you're right. Whether they'll come in in just a week, hopefully, because yeah, that film is important. They coaches always say, you know, a team doesn't improve any more than they do week one to week two. It's weird to be talking about that, you know, right before yeah. Halloween. But but this is only Iowa's second game, and so uh, you you hope you see some of those guys kind of figure, yeah. as you said, they probably had a rough film session on Sunday <laughs> at well, times, so. and hopefully they, they've corrected some of those things. Yeah. I remember Matt Roth. I remember watching Matt Roth when he was uh, a freshman and, uh, and even a sophomore, and that's when he still wanted to play linebacker, and he couldn't guard. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I remember, you know, he, he, Parker, Norm Parker was just like, he couldn't guard me. Right. And once we finally convinced him that you're not a linebacker, you're a defensive end. And you're going to be a hell of a defensive end, but it and took him was. a while to figure, you know, to convince him that you you, you can't you can't handle the pass coverage, and uh, that's a big part of being a being a middle linebacker. So they had to move him around a little bit, but you know they'll they'll get that stuff figured out. Yep. Like we said, it's it's not like we gave up 40 points. Um, it's it's you know it's it's not like our offense couldn't move the ball. Uh, it's not like our field goal kicker couldn't couldn't put anything you know through the uprights. It had a lot of positives. It just was just a bad loss. Yeah. Just one of those bad taste loss, I yes. guess I'll call it. Just, yes. You hate to see those things. So I think I think we'll be fine and uh I think we'll turn it on and, and we'll pull something out. I All agree. Right. Anyway, why don't we take our uh, take our third break here and then uh when we come back, uh we'll give you our scores. Tammy Klein, our uh our uh superstar picker, she did pick. She, I have to give her credit. Right. We, we gave her I grief, about that. but she did pick Purdue to win that game, and I think she even might have had to score awfully close, close to awfully close to accurate. So, Tammy Klein is our uh, Tammy the Greek. We'll call her <laughs> here for a little bit. We'll see what happens with that. But anyway, let's take our take our uh, our, our third break here, and uh, when we come back, like I said, we'll give you our predictions on uh, what we think the Hawkeyes and uh, uh, the Northwestern game is going to turn out to be. So, anyway. Uh, 1460 KXNO. Reynolds & Reynolds is a full-service, family-owned insurance agency in downtown Des Moines for over 30 years. Hi, I'm Stan W. Reynolds. Reynolds & Reynolds offers a full line of insurance products, including health, life, disability, 401k, property, and liability insurance. At Reynolds & Reynolds, we make sure our clients get the best attention, service, claims handling, and price. Please call Reynolds & Reynolds at 1-800-767-1724 to set up a free insurance consultation with one of our agents. Or look us up on the web at reynolds-reynolds.com. At Reynolds & Reynolds, Inc., no one works harder to manage your risks. John Miller here for the Roman Group. They're a public accounting firm in West Des Moines. They believe in the value of relationships and view each client like a partnership. The Roman Group believes their company's success is a result of their client's success. Services include tax accounting and business consulting. The Roman Group is locally owned and operated, providing services throughout the Midwest as well as nationally. Call the Roman Group at 515-278-4531. That's 515-278-4531. The Roman Group says, Go Hawks! Every day, Fast Science helps businesses like yours with their visual communications. We ask the right questions, recommend smart solutions, and help you build your business. Our knowledgeable consultants uncover your communication challenges and provide visible solutions. At Fast Science, we're innovators, planners, and designers. We're more than fast, more than signs, and we're more than ready to help. Contact Fast Science today. Call Fast Science and Clyde at 224-1210 or visit fastsigns.com slash 42. 
Hey folks, John Miller here. It's a new football season, but Westside Appliance Repair is still doing fantastic work. When you have a washing machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, or any home appliance in need of repair, I highly recommend you call them. I've done so in the past. They took care of me. They have the best and most experienced service technicians in Central Iowa, and Westside's been serving Central Iowa homes for over 50 years. Give Westside a call, 515-276-8899. Westside Appliance, your home appliance repair. Do you own or manage a fleet of cars, trucks, or equipment? At Manchester Leasing Services, we partner with business owners and decision makers in the management of their ever-changing vehicle fleets. We work hand-in-hand with clients who are frustrated with the vehicle acquisition and disposal processes or who are in search of lower vehicle operating costs and a better overall service process, all to help them save time, improve their bottom line, and stay focused on their business. Call Manchester Leasing for all your fleet management and leasing needs. 515-446-7322 or Manchester ls.com again that's 515-446-7322 or manchesterls.com welcome back hawkeye fans to the hawkeynation.com radio show broadcasting live tonight and every thursday it looks like from the kxno studios down here uh in downtown des moines got andrew downs with me uh every thursday we'll be on here from seven to eight so catch the show hopefully the uh, virus will suddenly go away after the election and uh We'll be back out uh, at the front row or someplace like that, having steak nights, something along those lines. But uh, we won't we won't lose our breath on that right now. Uh, anyway, everybody, hey, I hope you'll uh, think about joining the iClub, help the Hawkeyes compete. You know, this year is going to be a tough year for fundraising, so go on out there and get onto the website www.jointheiclub.com. Jointheiclub.com. And uh, think about maybe donating a little money and helping the Hawkeyes out. Also, don't forget to go to the Premier Hawkeyes website. HawkeyeNation.com got all kinds of videos and podcasts and Andrew and John just uh, they had a great podcast earlier this week Andrew will have a really good podcast on uh, on after the game and Joe Hugan's got a podcast on there so get out there and uh, listen to some of the podcasts some of the articles jump on the message boards and interact with some Hawkeye fans all right figure out what's going on speaking of Joe Hugan he's uh, one of our contributors on the HawkeyeNation.com website and Joe is going to join us. What do you think? What do you think about this game this weekend against Northwestern, Joe? What's your prediction? Oh man, Northwestern! <laughs> Always that team that uh, just likes to annoy you, and especially the Hawkeyes. And I uh, definitely uh, think that's going to be something that happens this year. That uh, new quarterback of theirs uh, will not do, but um, definitely leading them. Uh, he's just one, another one of those guys in the long line of uh, Northwestern quarterbacks that. Probably will uh, be harassing us all game. Yeah, he's uh, you know he, he's he's a proven quarterback. He, he played pretty darn well for uh, for Indiana. I don't know that he's got many weapons around him. He's got a decent running back. Uh, not really sure about their offensive line. They obviously had a good game against Maryland, but like we were talking in the last segment, we don't know much about Maryland. We don't yeah. know much about what <laughs> Anybody, we don't know about. Right. We don't know about anything right now. So uh, we got to assume that uh, Northwestern hasn't just dramatically improved because they got a new transfer quarterback, and they're suddenly a wonderful team after after what we saw from them last year. But uh, well, we'll see. What are you uh, What are you predicting for the score of the game? Uh, well, I mean, if we can set some tone at the beginning of the game, um, you know, we could score a lot of points. We have a lot of different weapons. Uh, but I think they're going to try, try to uh, take the time of possession back. Uh, we didn't have that last game against Purdue. So I think it might be a little low scoring um, comparatively uh, to what we've uh, been expecting. But maybe like a 28 to uh, 21, somewhere in there. But I think it's going to be close. Got to be able to uh, maintain that type of possession and really kind of grind them down. So I think we're going to be running the ball a lot more. Would love to see them air it out, but uh, we'll see. We definitely have more speed on our offensive uh, receivers um, than they do, and their D backs. I don't think can compete with uh, Amir Seth, uh, Marset and uh, uh, Brandon Smith. So hopefully, get those guys out in some space. I like it. I love it. All right, man. Thanks a ton for joining us. Remember, Hawkeye fans, get on to the HawkeyeNation.com website and listen to Joe Hugan's podcast. He's got some good stuff going on there. And catch him on a weekly basis. Joe, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. You know, Andrew, hey, thanks, I really – All right, buddy. I really agree with what Joe said there. And I, I think we're going to try and smash mouth the ball and then all of a sudden, boom, catch our safeties coming up and hit a couple of long passes. And I think that's the kind of way we need to open this game up. That And that's – Really kind of uh, – that needs to be your identity, I think, is you still got to try and run the ball, 
And uh, but but then you can op- that really once you run the ball a little bit opens up the passing game. Right? Yeah, and we've got three good running backs. You know, obviously Tyler yeah. Goodson is the star of that group, but uh, Makai Sargent is a good running back. Ivory Kelly Martin got in. I think he only had four carries, but at like twenty five yards yeah. against Purdue, so he looked good as well. And and I love what you're thinking there with the the kind of lure them in lure them into a kind of a false sense of security and then play action over the top because the arm that we saw Petrus has, they're, they're, that's a live arm. I mean, he can, Big time. he can go deep, and I think you really need to maybe find a way to get Amir Smith-Marset into that into that right away and, and kind of get his head into the game, get him checked in right away, uh, make him know that he is a big part of this offense, he's a big part of this team, and this offense is going to go as he goes. And so I'm, I'm hoping to see that early in the game uh, against, uh, against Northwestern. Yeah, we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to see how it all goes. But but I, I I like our potential. Okay, let's put it that way. We have we just have so many weapons and so many options that I think that potential at some point or another is going to really start to kick in. It just didn't quite get there last week. Yep. And uh, I, I'm really hoping you know maybe there's a big kickoff return. I like another thing I was going to bring up too is I can't think of the kid's name right now off the top of my head, but the punt returner. Yeah. Holy um, cow! Is yeah. he shifty and yes. quick and fast? Charlie been, Jones. Yeah, we've been hearing about hearing about him all yep. the time in practice. This you know the legend of uh, Charlie Jones in <laughs> yeah. practice, the moves he made, and you saw some of them. Yes. So that that just you know that just adds a little something else to the to the mix. So. Sooner or later, I'm hoping it's this game. I think we are going to really break out, and I think we're going to do something big. I agree, and I think that's going to be this week. So, so I'll give my score prediction as uh, as 34-21. I think Iowa wins 34-21. I think they get the offense going a little bit. I like to. I like Petrus hitting a long pass. I think there's going to be a big scoring play. I don't know who it'll be to or, or what exactly that'll look like when in the game it will come, but I like him to hit one of these big plays and kind of make us all think, okay, he's got the – He's got the touch that Nate Stanley maybe never really had on the deep ball. Uh, I think that's going to happen. We talked about it. Um, the, you just wish that you'd seen Amir Smith-Marset maybe fight a little bit more for one of those balls, maybe maybe dive for it or just show so, show some more effort for it uh, for his you know rookie quarterback. And, and so I think we'll see that. I also think Tyler Goodson is going to have a big day. I think, uh, I think they understand, uh, Brian Ferentz and, and company understand, that they probably needed to get him a touch or two in the fourth quarter of a close game yeah. like that. He's, he's one of your best playmakers, and, uh, and you need him in the game in those moments. I think they will have learn from that and while I do think we'll see three running backs in this game I think Goodson will be uh, certainly the featured back and I like to, him to have a couple of scores whether that's on the ground through the air maybe one of each uh, but I think he's going to really <laughs> give that uh, that offense a, a kick in the butt as well so I like the Hawks to uh, to win this game fairly comfortably and I, that's it's not often you say that against Northwestern yeah I'm gonna go 31 10 uh, I, I think I think I was just gonna kind of ground and pound him a little bit we're gonna have a couple big plays here and there and I think our defense is is, is really pretty decent, and I don't I don't think Northwestern's offense is that good. Yeah. Tammy the Greek Klein, she's yeah. going 27-24. She was accurate last week. Let's hope she's accurate this week. She's picking a close game, 27-24. And um, our VIP for the week, Mr. Jeff Harold, he's going 24-21. Ooh. So he and Tammy are kind of close, 24-21. I think it's going to be bigger than that, Hawkeye fans. I don't think Northwestern's got that good of an offense. Uh, and yeah. I hope I we're not nail-biting. I don't think they have that many playmakers. If we don't turn <laughs> the ball over Andrew <laughs> yep I really like our chances can't have 10 penalties can't turn the ball over and, and maybe get yourselves. a turnover yeah or, or a couple of those yeah, uh, that would help nice. a lot that would be nice for a special teams play yeah all right Hawkeye fans Joe Schmelka president of the Polk County Eye Club for Andrew Downs and John Miller of HawkeyeNation.com inviting you to join us again next Thursday night seven o'clock here as we talk about the Hawkeyes victory over Northwestern. Thanks again to our great sponsors tonight's show. Go Hawks on Iowa.